and welcome back to Worldwide Weird. I'm your host, Linda, and I am very happy to be back. Took a little bit of a hiatus so that I could research some really big episodes that were in my head for a while. I always wanted to do them, but they were a big undertaking. That and um, I had COVID like everybody else in the country. (laughs) Today, though, well, today's episode, I actually did research this episode thinking because it was January when I did the research and I was thinking it's January most of the country has COVID everyone's a bit pissed off you know it's it's just a a pain in the arse time of year really isn't it so I should do an episode the first episode coming back on a really light topic you know something fun something can have a bit of a laugh to then it happened to realise that I would be releasing it around Valentine's Day. And I mean, it just couldn't have been perfect because let me tell you, I'm not a fan of Valentine's Day, right? Like a lot of people. I know that's fashionable to say, but I just think it's a fucking hallmark holiday. The only Valentine's Day cards I usually get are from my dad. Shane, obviously, but before Shane. It was just from my dad. And let me tell you now, there's nothing more fucking depressing than being 30 years old and getting a Valentine's Day card off your dad. Fucking hell. Oh, my God. You don't know what loneliness is until you get a Valentine's Day card off your dad at 30. So anyway, even if you don't like Valentine's Day, my point being, you're going to fucking love this episode. I am here to chat to you about all the things that can happen. When sex goes wrong, as it as it does tend to do now, in fairness, sometimes. So we've got a little bit of death, you know, now not too much. I went a bit light on the death. We'll just say there's a sprinkle of death. All right. I've got a lot of misdemeanors, a few lovable scamps, you know, a few scallywags. I also have some Florida men, some Florida women, some Florida couples, some Florida thruples. I promise you. This is the antidote that you need for Valentine's Day if you hate it. And if you like it, fuck it, you'll like it as well. So let's talk about when sex goes bad. So we've all had these thoughts, right, about our, well, I have, about death and mortality. And I've always had this thing in my head about imagine if you died and you were in really, really embarrassing circumstances Like you had a pineapple up your arse or something, you know, or like, yeah, you were just engaging in some absolutely depraved sexual act, consensual sexual act, be it with another person or yourself. Some thoughts I've heard have been, what if you happened to burn your knob and you were just soaking it in some milk and all of a sudden you had a heart attack and the person who found you found it in milk. Now, look. This isn't uh, obviously a sex thing. This is more of a, oh, Jesus, imagine dying like that. But anyway, I've went off topic. But yeah, some of these stories are are the reason that I and many of you, I'm sure, have had these thoughts. Our first story brings us to Russia. The year is 2009. 28-year-old mechanic Sergei Tuganov makes a bet with two female friends that he can ride the absolute shite out of them both for 12 hours. No problem. 
Not a fucking problem. Come here, Huns. You just relax. You go on in there. Have a shower. Do what you need to do. I'm just going to stay here and pop a load of Viagra. So the stakes were high, okay? $4,000 high, to be exact. Now, in fairness to old Sergey, right? He did actually complete the bet successfully, right? Rode the shite out of him for 12 hours straight. Two women. Not a small feat, right? Not a small feat at all. Obviously, I'm sure it was one of the more enjoyable bets he had to do as well. It was like one of those things, right? You know when you've been in work all day, you're on your feet, you're running around like mad, then you have to go shopping after work or something, you have to go grocery shopping and then you walk home and you're grand and then you sit down and as soon as you sit down and stop, you're dead. That curry that you were making is gone now. You're on the phone to Domino's ordering a meal deal because you couldn't be fucked. Well, something similar happened to him, right? He stopped and he fucking died. He had a massive heart attack, right? Obviously, because he took a load of Viagra. Isn't that fucking mad? It's not really that mad. He must have taken a lot of it to go for 12 hours. But yeah, so there you go. Like, what a fucking legacy. What a legacy. Who I don't know who got the four grand in the end. They probably put it towards his funeral or something. What a fucking hero. I mean... Absolutely tragic, like, but fucking gas. Like, imagine being his dad and getting that phone call. My son's dead. Oh my god, well, what happened? Well, fair play to him. That's my boy, you know? We're going back to the States now, right? Well, we're going back. We're going there for the first time. We'll be popping in and out of the States for quite a bit of this podcast. 2007 in June, okay? A taxi driver. He's just driving along an empty street at five o'clock in the morning when he sees something in the road. He's like, what the fuck is that? Is that? That looks like people. So he gets out of his car and goes to investigate. And it's a young couple lying on the street dead and naked, right? So he's just like, Jesus, what, what, what the fuck? So he rings the police and they show up, okay? And they they don't know what's going on either. So they do a search around the area and in the buildings around the area as well. And it turns out that on the roof of one of the buildings, they find the couple's clothes. So the couple, Brent Tyler and Chelsea Tumbleston, just going to leave that with you. Both 21, both recently graduated from South Carolina University, sadly, um, had been in the middle of riding. And they basically rolled off the roof and died instantly. It's kind of fucking mental. The police gave a statement and they said the driver was stunned. You know, it's very unusual to find two dead naked people in the middle of the road. The deaths are being treated as a tragic accident. And he did add then that they tumbled off the roof while they were making love. So fuck that. Could you imagine your dad's face? Oh my God, I can't believe she's dead. Oh my God, she was what? For fuck's sake. What the fuck am I meant to tell her grandmother? <laughs> you know? Anyway, it is sad, but kind of hilarious. So the next one, right? This one is, this one's awful, but it's just so, it's just so out of this world. Like, it's not something, I guess, that most of our listeners could relate to. So I had to include it. So we're going 
to a place called Kariba in northern Zimbabwe for this one, okay? The year is 2013 and we are out in the bush, no pun intended. So a lady by the name of Shirai Mawera was enjoying a bit of the old dirty thing with her unidentified partner in a secluded spot, okay? Now, her biggest worry, and, and his was probably better go somewhere where no one can see us, okay? But unfortunately, they didn't actually think about, like, wildlife. And basically what happened was a lion actually pounced on her. The boyfriend just, understandably, because what else could he, like, you can't fight a fucking lion off. So he ran to the nearest road and he got some help. And the local police and rangers from the Parks and Wildlife came and they rushed to the scene. They actually fired a single gunshot before they got to the spot. But it was far too late. Sure, I was already gone. She had blood and bruises all over her body and her stomach and her neck had been mauled. Now the rangers were pretty pissed off with this lion okay. They set a hunt out for this guy because they were like this fucking lion this lion's just losing the fucking run of himself you know. So they basically were saying they found the remains of a guy near the Zambezi river the day before, okay, just on the outskirts of the, of the town. And he was, he's not named now, but he was mauled by a lion as he came home from a nightclub. And he'd been like eating and stuff. But Shirai hadn't, she'd just been, the basically the lion was just being a prick. He'd no appetite. He just decided he was going to attack her. And that was it. And they felt that he was obviously still full. He just overshot things a little bit. He just acted on instinct. Then he decided to kill her and was like, nah, I'm actually kind of full. Mm-hmm. I think I'll just go for a little sleep. You know, so they were like, what a fucking asshole. So they went off looking for him. Now, I don't know what happened to Lion in the end, but it's a pretty weird story. There was a really, really funny comment under the article that basically said the reason the lion went for her was because it wanted a threesome and it was pissed off because it wasn't invited. You know, I mean, in fairness as well, could have been one of those scenarios. We've all been there. You've been through a bad breakup. You're standing at the bus stop. All right, you're waiting on the bus. And all of a sudden, this young, pretty couple are standing beside you, sucking face, dry humping against a bus stop. And you're standing there trying to eat your Mars bar in peace you know your little heart's breaking and you're just looking at them going could you ever fuck off could you just wait for five minutes hun thanks you know I mean in fairness I've wanted to show them the knife so maybe the lion was just going through a really bad breakup I don't know anyway moving on to Seattle January 2013 alright Donna Lang is after smothering her fella to death with her big giant boobies one may say that her tits are to die for. To see what I did there. So deputies called to the airport in Trailer Park at around quarter to one in the morning for a disturbance report. Found medics performing CPR on Lang's 51-year-old alleged boyfriend who was later pronounced dead at hospital with a big fucking smile on his face. Witnesses claim that they saw Donna throw her boyfriend down in the back of the mobile home and she was later found by witnesses with her chest covering his face. Police noted the size difference between them. So she was 
192 pounds he was 175 pounds she was actually quite tall she was five foot seven he was only five foot six so she was a little bit taller than him and she'd you know she was bigger than him basically and I mean in fairness her boobs were massive a lot of that way was probably just in the tits you know but anyway killer tits all right so in another case of attack of the killer tits, okay, we're going across the pond to Germany. November 2011, Franziska Hansen was charged with attempted murder after trying to smother her lover by suffocating him with her 38 double D boobs. Tim Schmidt, 30, claims that Franziska tried to end his life because she was jealous of his career as a lawyer while she struggled to find work. Schmidt said that she pretended it was a sex game and he said... I asked her why she wanted to smother me to death with her breast and she told me, Treasure, I want your death to be as pleasurable as possible. That's a fucking dreadful German accent, but sure, look, it's grand. I was like, why is she calling him treasure? That's the weirdest, that's the weirdest part of this story, isn't it? That's a fucking unusual pet name. So she was accused of attempted manslaughter with a weapon. That can't be right. Surely it'd be weapons. So she denied the allegations and insisted it was all completely consensual and it was a sex game, okay? Now, this isn't the only one. In 1996, a physical therapist filed a lawsuit against a strip club where he'd held his bachelor party. So Paul Shimkonis alleged that dancer Tawny Peaks thrust her 69 double H surgically enhanced breasts into his face, causing his head to jerk backwards and resulting in injuries. Court documents posted on the smoking gun revealed that he'd actually claimed $15,000 in damages for, among other things, mental anguish. I'm assuming now that that mental anguish was because his wife probably didn't allow him to be in strip clubs and he had to admit that he was in one. And, you know... The lads in work were probably giving him awful abuse as well, going, you're a fucking physical therapist, like, do you know what I mean? Should you not be able to kind of fix this shit yourself? And finally, surely his mates, I hope his mates, absolutely milled him out of it for this, like. You can't fucking go to a strip club and then get upset when you ask for a lap dance and her boobs are in your face. Uh, you know, you're, you're a physical therapist, you should know better. You should know about the dangers of bad posture to one's neck, dickhead. Anyway, he fucking got a laugh out of court. He was actually on TV's People's Court. I've never watched it. I think it's an American show. Didn't go down well. I think it actually was rejected completely. Like, he didn't get a penny. There there really is a bit of an epidemic, though, isn't there? Women using their boobs to murder men. In the UK, a mother of three nearly smothered her boyfriend with her 40 double L breasts while they were having sex back in 2010. She mistook his flailing for excitement until she noticed that he'd stopped moving and didn't seem to be breathing. I think, you know, know, he was okay in the end, by the way. But they did break up afterwards. Now, I think that one thing we can really take from this. Have you ever heard the phrase brains are the new tits well I have a new one tits are the new knives uh, our next tale alright of course is coming from Florida alright it wouldn't be a story about sexual misdemeanours with lovable scamps if we weren't in Florida however this time we've got a Florida woman not a Florida man and I have to say right this one 
just doesn't disappoint. It's more than you could even expect from Florida man. So when 60 year old Barbara Hall said to her 45 year old boyfriend, go into the kitchen there and get me some lube. Things got sticky. There's a cooking spray in America, you know, like for cooking oil called Pam. Important to know. Barbara said to her boyfriend, go on in there and get me the Pam. And she meant the cooking spray. Now, he obviously completely fucking misheard her. Okay, also important to know here that he did actually have an ex-girlfriend called Pam. And he basically turned around after she said, go on in there now and get me the Pam. And said, yeah, I was riding Pam recently on her boat. So she, like, went full grown Conor McGregor's sister on him, She went into an absolute fucking rage, right? She battered him. Fucked a load of olive oil all over the place. Threw a keg cup at him and a flashlight. And then she told the police, no, no, uh, I don't actually remember doing that. Yeah, I've, I've really, I mean, I it really just, it just doesn't sound like me. It doesn't sound like something I do. I don't even know who Pam is. So, also, can we just say, what the fuck, like, who uses cooking spray, firstly, as lube? And secondly, he went on a boat and had sex with a woman called Pam. <laughs> like, that's gas, do you know? Like... What did he bring with him on the boat so that they wouldn't get confused if he said, I'm going to get the Pam? She'd be like, no, I'm already here. Did he just bring a load of WD? Go get WD-40. Like, I'll be back in a second. <laughs> oh, it's a shame I'm the only person here to laugh at my own jokes. This next one. Okay, you won't find yourself feeling too sorry for the person in this one. So this one takes place in England. This weird neo-Nazi role-playing session ended in tragedy after 38-year-old Simon Burley died when a sex game with his lover, Elizabeth Halam, went wrong. So the hanging enthusiast had a noose fitted around his neck while his lover played the part of a Nazi executioner and she was going to hang him in part of this sex game they were playing. Unfortunately, the knife she planned to cut him down with was actually very blunt And she couldn't cut him down in time. And he died. He suffocated to death. Now, do you reckon that she was probably a bit like, I don't really, I mean, I've agreed to do this, but I didn't actually think he was serious. Now I'm fucking here. I'm going to have to break up with him. But like, you know, I don't want to be kink shaming him either. But at the same time, I don't think he really deserves my sympathy because he's dressing up as a Nazi. Maybe it'd just be easier if I just let him die and then, you know, I don't have that chat with him. The police succumb, me being his Nazi uniform, they're not really going to question me because, you know, there's a hanging Nazi here. So, you know, I'll just, I'll just lie and then everyone's happy, you know. Maybe that's what she was up to. I don't know. Anyway, July 22nd, 2012, okay, we're still in England. It's a Tuesday. Ralph Santiago 31, was found dead in the men's toilets of the building he worked as a security guard wearing Wellington boots, a wetsuit and a gas mask with a gas canister nearby. So your typical, you know, 
security guard at her. So the evening before he died, he actually did print off information from the internet explaining how inhaling poppers through a gas mask can cause arousal. At an inquest into his death, the coroner, whose name is Peter Bedford, he explained that Mr. Santiago had only worked at Aquas House for one day before he died. How embarrassing. I mean, I don't know, is it any more or less? On Monday, July the 21st, he arrived ready for his night shift, okay? So he was doing half six in the evening until half six in the morning. And the next morning, when fellow guard Christopher Courtenay arrived, Mr. Santiago was nowhere to be seen. So reading from Mr. Courtenay's statement, the coroner, Peter Bedford, said, At 6.30am, I could still not see him and I assumed he was in the bathroom. At 6.50am, I carried out a full patrol. Ralph was still not back. I visited the staff bathroom and discovered the men's toilets was locked. I went upstairs, got a key and when I opened the door, I found a body. I wasn't certain it was Mr. Santiago because only his eyes were visible under the mask. So the paramedics and the police were called. Mr. Santiago's girlfriend didn't attend the inquest. She had previously explained that he did have fetishes that she didn't really take part in or have much interest in. And she said she knew he was prone to dressing up and he took poppers every now and then as well. She didn't really think it was a big deal. Anyway, the doctor who carried out the autopsy said that it was likely owing to the fact that his lungs were full of blood, that he died of cardiorespiratory arrest. That sounds awful. So he recorded a verdict of misadventure and added that he indulged in the pastime, that he was fully entitled to do in his own time and that it just went very wrong for him. So uh, if you're thinking of doing something like that, maybe don't would be the take home for that one. This one is less tragic, okay? And um, of course, we're back in Florida, September 2012. I feel like a lot of these stories were around the 2012 mark. So a married couple from Florida engaged in a three-way that ended in gunfire, SWAT team involvement and a police tasing. Mindy and David Rice invited a 24-year-old female friend whose name has not been released to their home on a Wednesday evening, according to the Tampa Bay Times. So Florida man and Florida woman meet a third person and then they become Florida Thrubble. So the Rices, both 29, allegedly injected themselves with prescription drugs, as you do. And the Floridian threesome had sex before all falling asleep and all was well. Until when Mindy Rice woke up later that night slash next morning and discovered that her dirty bastard of a husband was attempting to have sex with the other woman without her. So you'd one job. OK, we'll have this threesome, sure. But I don't want you now going and having sex with her without me because that's not part of the deal, okay? Yeah, sure, no problem. So all you have to do is just not have sex with her on your own and you can, you know, have your cake and eat it. You're having your cake and eating it. He ruined it. Anyway, so she was fairly pissed off, right? And probably, you know, a bit hungover. And she went and reached for the nearby revolver and told her friend she was going to shoot her. And then she fired around into the ceiling. Like, this isn't really right. I, I'd be pissed off with him. Like, what? The friend always 
the friend always gets it, don't they? This is why you can't have threesomes because if something goes wrong or someone's going to get shot or maimed or, you know, in serious fucking trouble, like, or assaulted, then it's probably going to be the third person because jealousy is a fucking terrible thing, isn't it? David Rice gained control of the gun according to a police report and he held it up to his wife's face and he told her he was going to kill her before he fired his gun and hit a wall. How the fuck do you miss when she, like, anyway, I'd, anyway. So at around 2am, the third person in the threesome, the third party, if you will, understandably fucking legged it at the first chance she got and rang the police, okay? Could you imagine? I'd love to be a police dispatcher in America. This, like, all the mad stuff you'd hear. Like, I'm sure you hear some horrible things too, but like, could you imagine? Hi, yes, operator. Yeah, so I was having a threesome and... yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah, I said treason. You'd be like, what? <laughs> you were what? Sure, everyone knows that's a bad idea. Anyway, the officials called the SWAT team in when the couple refused to come out of the house, okay? So, you know, there was a bit of back and forth and basically a couple of hours later, they came out of the house and the do- deputies actually ended up tasering your man because he tried to fight with them. He might have just been a bit sexually frustrated <laughs> so he was charged with obstructing officers and they're both charged for aggravated assault I've so many opinions on this but we just don't have enough time for this next one we're gonna go to China okay a man 41 year old man Fei Lin told the police that he was asleep when thieves burst into his room and put a bag over his head they put something over my head and pulled my trousers down and then they ran off I was so shocked and I didn't feel a thing. And then I saw I was bleeding and my penis was gone. So police said that they believed the attackers were jealous lovers of several local women whom Lin was having affairs with. And he, your man Lin was like, no, I, no, that's not true. Like this just happened for no fucking reason. So emergency workers and the police searched for Lin's willy, but they didn't find it and they couldn't find the culprits. Only last year, right, in Taiwan, a jealous girlfriend allegedly cut off her lover's penis and flushed it down the toilet while he slept because she thought he had been cheating on her. So the victim, identified by his last name as Huang, said that he woke up in severe pain to find part of his penis severed off. About a fifth of it. Is that like... So what, like the tip? Just a tip. So the 52-year-old man had fallen into a very, very deep sleep after eating a bowl of chicken noodles soaked in wine at his home in Taiwan that his girlfriend had prepared for him. The girlfriend is named only as Fung. She's 40 and she apparently tried to cut the penis with a pair of kitchen scissors. She flushed it down the toilet so that it couldn't be reattached. I mean, that's fucking thinking ahead, like, isn't it? I mean, if she was planning to stay with him, she probably didn't really have to worry about them reattaching it. I'm sure if you cut your boyfriend's penis off, you can probably safely say that he probably won't ever cheat on anyone again, no matter who they are or how many opportunities they get. Well, I mean, I, I'm going to assume that they 
probably didn't stay together. She went to, she actually went to the police station and turned herself in just after it happened. I think this was actually around the time that the police and the medics were attending to him and they were, you know, they discovered as well he was missing and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, they did recover a large pair of bloodstained scissors that were found dropped just outside of the house. A fire brigade spokesman told the local media that he could still walk on his own, but he was bleeding extensively. So Huang was rushed to hospital in an ambulance where medics said that they had to operate in order to stem the bleeding. They confirmed that 1.5 centimetres or 0.59 inches had been chopped off from the end of his penis. But that is... I don't understand that. It's, so they're saying the end. Anyway, I mean, it doesn't matter where. She still chopped a bit of his willy off. And his scrotum and his testicles were still intact. I mean, they're probably not much fucking good to him now. God love him. The doctors attending to him said that what was left there wouldn't be enough for him to have sex. And he would... Probably need an artificial penis and some counselling. At the time, the police said they were actually investigating whether or not his girlfriend had spiked his food as well. Neighbours told local media that they often heard the couple arguing and Fung had accused them of cheating a few times. They'd reportedly moved in together around 10 months before the incident and Fung from Vietnam had allegedly obtained Taiwanese citizenship by marrying a local man. Fung has since said... That she acted on impulse and anger and she now faces charges of aggravated assault. You'd, you'd really want like solid proof, wouldn't you? You wouldn't want to be like, you know, unsure. You'd really want to know before you went chopping penises off, you know. Anyway, I was going to actually end the podcast there, but that just seems really, really depressing. So, uh. I have some weird Eeyore stories from doctors that I came across to uh, see us out. This story from Singapore is pretty tragic, (laughs) but hilarious. A married man was being pleasured. It's never good when someone, by the way, when a man as well is referred to as a married man. The only thing that sounds bad at the start of a story like these, that sounds worse actually than married man, is married white man. It just fuels the blood, doesn't it? A married man was being pleasured by, surprise, surprise, his mistress in a parked car. When a van reversed and accidentally bumped the car, giving his girlfriend such a fright that her jaw snapped shut like a fucking bear trap. As the horrified man lost his penis, he probably lost his marriage too because his wife had hired a private investigator who caught the whole fucking thing on film. (laughs) Well, that's fucking karma, isn't it? So this next one, okay. This next one's good too. They're all good. Runny noses and fevers are pretty standard symptoms. So when a lady from India had these, she didn't really pay much attention to, you know, I feel shit, I'm so sick all the time. She's, eh, it's probably just a cold that won't go away. Eventually, though, it got so fucking bad that she was like, okay, this has gone on long enough. So she went to the doctors where she was informed that she had a condom in her lung. Fucking hell. It turns out she basically, obviously you know how she got it. She was giving her boyfriend a blowy and she accidentally inhaled it. 
I am very, very, very curious to know what happened after that. Like, surely they can't just leave a fucking condom floating around your lung. How did they get that out? That must have been fucking horrendous. Like, that's actually so fucking dangerous when you think about it, isn't it? Anyway. One experimental couple decided to mix things up in the bedroom in the most fucking bizarre way imaginable when one of them poured wet cement into the anus of the other one. I mean, you know, I I don't know what they thought was going to happen. Obviously, it didn't end well. The guy was rushed to hospital when the substance started to set and was causing him extreme amounts of pain. However, silver lining, he ended up being okay. And they now have a like, like cast of one of their rectums to remember the most romantic occasion. You could say that it solidified their relationship. (laughs) The cat's not even awake to laugh at my fucking jokes. This next story actually has a name. This story is called The Priest and the Potato. Now, the truth of this story is, you know, it may never actually really fully be known, but there's no smoke without fire. And even if it's not true, it's fucking gas. One day, somewhere in the UK, a red-faced priest visited the hospital to let them know that he had only a potato lodged up his arse. Firmly fucking lodged as well, okay? Timidly explaining that, I've just been putting up curtains and they fell backwards on the kitchen table where Spud was sitting. And I got lodged up my ass. Now I can't get it out. By his theory, he, a priest, a man of the cloth, standing in front of the window with no trousers or underwear on. I don't know, maybe he had shoes on. Maybe he had a t-shirt on but he certainly didn't have anything on he was at least naked from the waist down which as we all know is the most type of naked the most aggressive type of naked you can get standing in front of the window putting his fucking curtains up and he just so happened to have a little fucking potato just sitting there on the table being full of itself on its own like I mean, it's a bit fucking convenient, isn't it? Uh, Like, anyway, this next one is a quote from a doctor. I was a Navy doctor for some years and I treated several sexual injuries. One couple came in with dual injuries. Neither injury required much intervention, but it had to be documented so that they could receive their light duty while they were healing. They were copulating in the shower and he slipped. She fell off him and broke her coccyx while he tripped over her and broke his toe on the lip of the shower. So both of them had a few bruises as well and they were pretty sore but unfortunately they were both married to different people. It's pretty fucking pretty tragic isn't it? Like what are the fucking odds like? Another one okay. I was assigned to examine a patient with stomach pain. The woman turned out to be my high school classmate But instead of seeing me and being happy, she saw me and seemed absolutely mortified. She confessed she was suffering from stomach pain and had gotten something stuck. So a few hours earlier, 
she decided she was going to have, you know, a nice time. Maybe she lit some candles, ran a bath, made an evening of the event. You know, she went to the freezer. She got a frozen hot dog and she microwaved it to use as a sex toy. <laughs> but, <laughs> but heating it had softened the hot dog. No, she. And something broke off inside of her. The nurse removed it, but she said she'd obviously not be expecting to see her at the next high school reunion. Fucking hell. Does anyone even fucking go to them things anyway? I don't know. My idea of how. When my mum worked in the ER, she two guys come in for foreign object removal. One was a bed knob and gross footnote. He wanted it back afterwards and the other was a bottle of sure deodorant. This one and this is the last one and the best one. I have had to inform a few, a few male patients that the condom only goes on the shaft and should not be pulled down to include the testicles, (laughs) said one doctor. Fucking hell. And on those great words of wisdom, I think that's the end of the show. Follow us on Instagram, Worldwide Weird Pod. Subscribe, follow wherever you listen so you don't miss an episode. If you really, really, really love the podcast, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That's all from me. I'll be back to you again in a few weeks with a great episode on crows. You're probably sitting there going, crows, really? Let me tell you, crows are the shit. And if you like this podcast, you should be nicer to crows because you probably like them too. See you soon.